0: I am Keith Porter. I am live in the studio this evening, and we are doing a special news feature for KVMR News on Plastics Free July. Uh, We, in our culture, have consumed and embraced plastics in our lives. Many plastics are useful and necessary, and they have improved our quality of life in many ways, but plastics are detrimental to our global environment at every stage of their life cycle, from when the oil is fracked out of the ground to make the raw material to make the plastics, to the fact that they end up in the landfill and don't do good things there, and sometimes don't even end up in the landfill and really don't do good things to environments in a variety of ways. My guest tonight is a woman who is an activist in many ways. She is part of a local group called Climate Action. Now she's the leader of a subgroup called Waste Not!, She has researched plastics in our environment. She is uh, very involved in the issue. Her name is Shirley Frerichs. And, Shirley, thank you for joining us today to talk about Plastics Free July. We appreciate your being here.
1: I'm delighted. It's my pleasure.
0: So what was it about this issue that really caught your attention? I know you're an activist in many ways. You get focused on things and really put your heart and soul into them. But what is it about plastics that really got you going?
1: Well, I started working with recycling in Marin County in, like, the early 1990s um, when we were putting together recycling laws for the first time. We didn't have a problem with plastics then, but when I got here to Grass Valley five years ago, I started to be aware of our recycling program and wanted to help out in however I could. And then plastics really started to pop out at me, particularly the— I think it's it's the the unfortunate people in Southeast Asia. We were shipping all of our p- trash, mostly plastic to China and Southeast Asia, and the, the impact it had on those people and their lives, and it filled up their, their waterways because they didn't have facilities to take care of it. And so when I think about them, they've you know they got plastic instead of fish, and they are, they depend on their fish. So I, I really have a great heart. And then, boy, when then we f- started to find out how microplastics uh, were starting to affect humans, um, then I really, really got ups- <laughs> upset and started to work harder on it.
0: So, so the problem is, is really broad, then, is what you're saying. I mean, we, right. we've got the problem. And, and you, you steered me to the opportunity to view something called the story of plastic, which had pictures of people in Southeast Asia where they were walking on the beach, but there was no beach. They're right. walking on plastic just right. everywhere. The rivers, uh, how, there are no, no sides to the river. They're right. all sided by plastic. As you say, there's no room for fish because of the plastics in the area. And then you know that that's a that's a big issue. That's something we can see. But what we can't see is the microplastic mm-hmm. uh, issue, which has is actually been found in human bloodstream. Right.
1: That's right. The, a lot of the research has been in Europe, particularly the Netherlands, Denmark, and those places, and they're finding that microplastics in in the blood in fetuses. You know, in in the fetuses. In uh, they're looking at how is it affecting. And one way it has is affecting them of humans is infertility rates that you know young people are, are not able to get pregnant um, and they think it's because of the toxins in the plastics uh, there are issues with livers and all kinds of endocrine organy things <laughs> um, so there the, the research is sounding the alarm basically so uh, alarmed
0: is that's a strong word are you alarmed
1: I am uh, I, I I am, I'm kind of over and over alarmed and the good news about the word alarmed is that it calls my attention in the first place and yeah it does kind of you know make the hair stand up on the back of my neck but it also says it's time to do something so you know being alarmed it doesn't stop me it it gets me going Motivate even more.
0: You. Well, that's good. <laughs> we, we need motivated folks to do things. Well, so uh, is it as simple as, uh, okay, plastics come with this, these three arrows, right? These three chasing arrows that say you can recycle this, and it's got a number in there. And uh, we always thought uh, waste management, if it, it doesn't matter what the number is, if it's got these three uh, arrows on it. In our area, waste management or in other areas, whoever's t- taking care of trash can take it and sort it out and recycle it and recycle it
1: use it right right does that work well uh, to an extent um i think the, the you know the the problem has really uh escalated over the time once once china i guess maybe three years ago almost uh, said you know we, we can't take any more of your stuff we don't have any enough facilities you're gonna have to process it yourself well that that threw the recycling industry into a bit of a twill twirl <laughs> and so we, the problem is, we don't have the facilities to reprocess most of that stuff. We can do ones and twos, which are usually bottles. We can uh, waste manager can definitely, to, they have to sell it. You know, I mean, just be, be clear that it's part of the business. They have to be able to sell what they take from us. Right. Uh, otherwise, our costs go up, you know, but they're trying to sell it. Well, the numbers three through seven at the moment are not much re- uh, resaleable. So they get stuck with them. Um, and so they're, they're doing the best they can. And we do have ways to get rid of plastic bags now uh, plastic bags shrink wrap that kind of thing
0: well let, let's let, yeah. let's let's talk about that as, as one uh interesting development right um that uh, any any plastic my understanding is any plastic that you can stretch like a a ziploc bag or shrink wrap mm-hmm. or a shopping bag a grocery bag that sort of thing mm-hmm. any any plastic that can be stretched can be reused somehow how, how does that work
1: it can be. It's reprocessed. One of the things that the Rotary Club, you know, were my heroes here. Uh, they started a program with Trex decking. I mean, surprise! Trex decking makes their plastic decking and and benches and stuff out of paper, paper, plastic bags and shrink wrap and. Bubble wrap and that kind of stuff, and so, and,
0: and, and wood chips, right? Wood of sawdust uh, is, well, is the other component of that.
1: Well, maybe you may know yeah. more than I do, but yeah. I know that, that yeah, the we, plastic I, we, is, is one of their major components of it. Yeah,
0: but we actually have a, a Trex oh. deck, uh, and okay. it, it, th- that's our understanding. It's it's plastic mixed with the wood ah. that makes it more um, more permanent, uh, harder to destroy.
1: Yeah, good. That makes sense, doesn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. So what what we're doing. Is to collect this. There are boxes like at Briar Patch. There's a box that the Rotary put there. Save Mart, Safeway, B and C, all those stores collect from the customer, as well as from their back rooms where the shrink wrap that's all around all the the packaging and. it used to be you know in the 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 pallets and um, so they they can send that back they collect it regionally and, and then they send it back to to trex, but you know that's not really the issue here yeah we can we have a way to get rid of it, but we shouldn't be getting it in the first place
0: <laughs> okay but there there is something we can do right. uh, if we they're holding the plastic bag or the shrink racks come yeah. or or something has come in the mail that's got this kind of material on it we do have a place we can put that so I'll I'll call that a positive, but to your point, um, the the much bigger positive would be to not have it in the first place.
1: Right, and reuse what you have uh, over and over. Um, Yeah, and and find the alternatives. That's really the big. The big thing is what else? You know, if I look at my yogurt that I like, and I say, "Well, that's in a number five container," and I don't want to buy that container, what are my alternatives? Well, you know, Briar Patch is now starting to have yogurt in glass bottles. Uh Aha. Okay. Wow. I can make my own. Not successful yet, but I can make my own. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so we have to look for the alternatives. There are different kinds of bags when you go to the to the store. It's just such a natural response, rea- or, you know, just a reaction to say, "Oh, s- s- take the bag." Well, uh, now, right now, Briar Patch is doing a, a program where. They're really not wanting to put the they're they're saying, let's all try to use paper instead of plastic and they're kinda of hiding the plastic bags, you know. <laughs> right. And say, try this first, try this first. Then we get used to it. That's what plastic free July is about, is new habits. You know, let's let's try this stuff and have fun researching it. Then we can try new things and new habits form.
0: So how good, uh, uh, how good an action is it for people to bring their own bags to the grocery store and reuse them again and again and again, either cloth bags or, or paper bags or something that uh, that they can use each time they go?
1: Uh, that's right. I mean, I use I use my reused paper plastic bags you know we just i when i get them home i wash them out a little bit and i just stick them up there and dry and fortunately here they dry in about you know a half an hour at most and um and then i just i just reuse them over and over again well
0: let's talk more about something you said a minute ago about the the life cycle of plastic yeah plastic you said and, and i think i quoted you at the very beginning saying it's it's really detrimental to the environment all along the way, from from the time the oil, which is the plastic, comes from petroleum, right? That's mm-hmm. the feedstock. Right. Uh, that's taken out of the ground, mm-hmm. uh, often with fracking in this country, mm-hmm. uh, which is detrimental to the environment. But talk about the life cycle of plastic, and where, where are some of the other negative impacts mm-hmm. along the way?
1: Good. I'm glad you brought that back, because... That people don't know, usually know that when it's when it's taken out of the ground as as a, you know, a fossil fuel, you know, and it's raw, raw oil. Right. And then they they have to process it right then and there in order to make it into petrol that can go into your car. And one of the side products of that is what they make the chemicals that they make plastic out of. And so then from there, that stuff goes to a factory somewhere, uh, Louisiana. That area right now is one of the one of the big areas that goes to a factory. Then they take all of that and that they have these giant plants and they they process all those chemicals and and they make they make uh, usually nurdles, which are the little building blocks of what the plastic becomes. Little
0: little small small blocks. Yeah, small, they're like small. little pellety things. Yeah, pellets.
1: Yeah. yeah and uh and then they make those and then they can sell those and they can make different different things out of those. Well, you know, the, the 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 first one is is coming out of the ground. That's pollution. That's air pollution emissions. And then it goes to the factories and what happens in that is the it, the gas that comes out is methane. You know, all gas is methane. And so here's all this methane going into the air and they say they're they're collecting it but not really. This place called Louisiana is um on the Mississippi, on the lower Mississippi, and they call this one area Cancer Alley. These plants have been there for some years, and it has made the people very sick. And they can't go outside of their houses, and they can't grow food, and they can't drink the water. Um, and and then it, it, what makes it worse is it goes. They they put the toxins into the Mississippi River, so that goes down, flows into the Gulf, and that whole area is now considered a dead zone. Mm-hmm. So and the, and one of the worst things is that now the fossil fuel industry is saying, "Oh, oh okay, we're we're going uh, to take a little less fuel out of the ground, you know, uh, but they're opening somewhere between three hundred and five hundred new plants in the Ohio River Valley, which is all the way from starts in Pennsylvania, and kind of goes down and across right. and um, and those are going to be just like Cancer Alley. you know they think they're doing the coal workers a good service, and they are, but they have to figure out how to really keep their their factories from putting all the emissions into the air.
0: All right. I, I'm Keith Porter in the studio at KVMR, live with Shirley Frerichs. We're talking about plastics-free July, and we're, ta- we're in the story. We're in the middle of the story of the life cycle of plastics and the different ways in which plastic can be detrimental to our environment along the way. And we've gotten to the, to the manufacturing plant, but we've got further to go. But uh, I wanted to tell you that you are listening to KVMR. Uh, we'd like to invite you, if you're interested, with a question for Shirley to call in, and uh, we'll see if we can get uh, an answer on the air. So Shirley, we are partway through the uh, life are. cycle of plastic. We talked about the detriment of the the mining of the raw material petroleum, the uh, processing it. Uh but then uh, you know talk about how it, it we, we, you did touch earlier on the fact that uh, as it breaks down it can actually can become a health hazard mm-hmm. and an environmental hazard. I know yeah. we've even found microplastics in the sediments of the South Yuba River where people, where Circle has actually investigated right. that That's so right. it's there, it's there for all of us yeah. and, and mm-hmm. we're learning as we go over with time that there are detrimental health effects uh, right. and perhaps even more serious than we now know yeah. but let's continue the story okay. uh, in terms of the negative impact of plastic.
1: Well, let's go back to the, the, the uh, factories you know, so we, we've just talked about the, the problem with the emissions and the air and the toxin waste, the, the toxic waste it comes out of those things. It goes into the soil. It goes into the water. And we're hoping that they will, in fact, contain this kind of thing. So anyway, we, the customers, come in. And most of the problem here is single-use plastic. This is the stuff that you, you, you go to the store and you buy your strawberries in a plastic bag, box. You, right. know, you take the plastic box home and you eat the strawberries and you throw it away.
0: Now, is that a plastic one or two that is recyclable?
1: If it's a one or two, you can you can be sure that that waste management will uh, be able to recycle it. And uh, just an aside, the first the first road road surface made out of plastic bottles, ones and twos, was in Oroville. Cal, Caltrans did a, a road up there last year. Using ones and two bottles. So they're trying to find ways to use it. <laughs> but anyway, so here we are. What doesn't get used goes in, and you throw away, it, it, it goes into the landfill. Whatever waste manager can deal with, they, they deal with. The rest of it, unfortunately, has to go in the, in the landfill. And as it degrades, it does two things. One, it breaks down into microplastics, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Two... As it degrades, it gives off methane. And methane is like 85% more potent than CO2 in the atmosphere. For,
0: for global warming, causing yes, for, the Earth Yes, for to global warm. warming. Yeah.
1: It doesn't last as long, but it does a lot more damage while it's there. Right. Um, and so in, they, you know, when we look at, at the other piece of it is, is we're, we're really the ones who are controlling that because we, we buy this stuff. And it, it's going to be important for each of us to say, no, I'm sorry, I don't do plastic. <laughs> you know? And I want you, the manager of this store, to start finding something else. I mean, I, I went to a store today. The bananas are wrapped in plastic, saran oh, wow. wrap. You know and I'm going like? Really?
0: <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, so it's not necessary, a lot of it. And, you know, as a customer, you should be aware that between 5 and 50%, 5 and 50%, of the cost of anything is in the packaging. So here you are. You're paying all this extra money for something you're going to throw away almost immediately. Does that make sense?
0: Not really. Not economically (laughs) and certainly not environmentally. So the the final uh, blow, really, of plastics that are discarded then would be the methane. uh, Well, the, the... the fact that it doesn't fully ever degrade, there's, there's microplastics left, right. and that in the de- degradation process, there's right. methane produced, which right. is very bad for global warming.
1: I'm going to take two, take two uh, little offshoots of this. One is that I just found out that waste management is, in fact, starting to capture the methane gas out of the landfill that we use, right. which is outside Reno. Somewhere in sparks or something like that. So that's a really, really good thing. And they can take that gas and they can uh, make it so it will uh, fuel some homes, it'll it'll power some homes or put it into the grid. The, the other part of it is that it just continues to break down. Like if you, you can see people use plastic on their fields if they want to smother weeds, you know, maybe in your yard. you want to smother weeds, they put black plastic down. That just breaks up into bits, and then it goes into microplastics, goes into the soil. When they do this in, in the, the agricultural fields, all that toxins and all that microplastics going into the ground and into your food. Um, and, and so you, we have to be really, really aware. If, if you leave a plastic bottle sitting in the sun, guess what? You're going to get the toxics of the plastic in the water. And I'm sorry to tell you. So keep it out of the sun. Use re- reusable metal containers. <laughs>
0: right. So there's so many things that we can do. And we ha- actually have a caller. Let's, uh, let's jo- have this caller join us on the air. Caller, you're on the air with, uh, at KVMR with Shirley Ferricks and uh, Plastics Free July. Do you have a question? Yeah, question and comment. Uh, I'm 71 years old,
2: and I've been recycling since the early 70s. And well, good for you, think. by the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all well and good, but I've been very discouraged that the majority of people do not recycle or do not recycle very well after all these decades. So that's my one frustration. Uh, the second is that um, all, all plastic does break down like you've been talking about, so even – putting on roadways uh, is a bad idea because it goes out into the environment. Um, and my third issue is that there's there's never any public discourse about alternatives to petroleum to make plastic. We can make plastic out of hemp or other agricultural chemical, uh, products and it would be a vastly much uh, better uh, way to have plastics. and. Uh, I don't see any political will or even environmental groups even pushing this idea, and it's very discouraging to me. And I'm just wondering if you come across any uh, groups that are trying to do something on that line.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because, yes, I do. There's lots and lots of good reasons for for being positive because there's a lot in process, which unfortunately most people don't see because they're still working on it. I mean, first of all, thank you for recycling. Second of all, I I really I'm with you, you know. But they they didn't get the education we got in the 70s and then 80s, you know. (laughs) And so, Mm -hmm, and and I'll mm -hmm. look up the thing on the roadway. I'm not exactly sure. Um, It it must be mixed with something, but let me find that one out. But anyway, the alternatives. Yes, that there's a new bill that's AB SB 54 that was just passed, and that's going to back up responsibility to the producers to do something different. That will, in fact, be truly recyclable and maybe even compostable. So a lot of the responsibility will be on the design. They have to come up with new answers. I know I've read many, uh, many reports of, of different different smaller companies that are coming up with different things. I It's one with mushrooms. Mushrooms are a way to eat that. Eat that up. Uh, the, mm-hmm, the industry mm-hmm, industry mm-hmm. is saying, "Oh, we're going to do chemical recycling." Well, the environmental community is not really excited about that because of uh, the, the various emissions and you know all the energy and all that that kind of stuff. But that's one way the exactly. the, the, the industry is coming to it. But yes, I mean, if you want to, I don't know how they would do that, Keith. But you know, I can I, I have a whole several page list of all the positive things that are happening that I can. Do
0: you <laughs> you're willing to put out your uh, your email.
1: Uh, can we find a more subtle way to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, well, anyway,
1: yeah, there are ways. If you go on the uh, Nevada County Now, Nevada County Climate Action Now website, then you can send me a message, and I will send you all the positive things that that I know of that are happening. Many corporations are really hopping on, like you know, Coca-Cola. They're piloting a paper bottle in Europe okay. now.
0: So mm-hmm, some, some mm-hmm, positive news. Mm-hmm. Hey, caller, thank you so much for yes, bringing all that up. thank you. I really and, appreciate and that. And Shirley, again, to contact, to, to learn more, thank it's you. go to Nevada. Say, say the website Nevada again.
1: County Climate Action Now dot org. Um, and you can send a message to me, and I would be thrilled to send you that information because there is hope. There's a lot of positive stuff out there. Good.
0: Okay. Thanks, caller. Um, and we do have another caller on the air. Uh, you're on the air with uh, Shirley Frerichs and Keith Porter on uh, Plastics Free July on KVMR. Hi. Hi. I really appreciate uh, this discussion. And I want to bring up uh, oh, filters for cigarettes. They're oh. microplastic <laughs> to begin with. There you go. Good one. And we pick up thousands of them in downtown Nevada City sometimes, like,
2: you <clears throat> know, just a couple weeks. So
0: that'd be a good place to start to get people, you know, knowledgeable, that that it's there and that they could just put it in the garbage. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Or just not smoke where you're not supposed to anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because they actually wash in the Deer Creek. and
1: You know, I think you, the, you and I talked about this one, one bright Sunday morning. Yeah. And you were the first one that told me about it. And, yes, the cigarette butts, people don't know that. The filters are all fibers that are made out of plastic. And, it, and as you said, when you they get ground down, if a car runs over them or someone steps on it or something, and that all goes down our drain into our water supply. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you very
0: much for what you're doing. Appreciate it. No, All right. Thank, thank, thank thanks you. for your call. I really appreciate that. All right. So, some ho- hopeful things then, uh, some possibilities, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of new things that are coming along. They just haven't surfaced yet. And, and many companies have made pledges. Now, are they going to follow through on them? Who knows? But we can try and hold their feet to the fire <laughs>
0: well <laughs> you know? and, and they do that because people care and people tell them and right. ask them and, right. and you you mentioned talking with people uh, uh, mm-hmm. merchants right. about uh, you know can you find a way to get this product mm-hmm. with less packaging right. uh, uh, with it or, yeah. or or any number of things just to just to keep the discussion going right. the conversation going
1: you know there's another way that if you have any investments <laughs> it's really uh, there there are if you, you can go to your financial manager or whatever and say, you know, I, I need uh, I need not to, to invest in anything that has to do with fossil fuels. One of them is called Engine Number 1. Go to Engine Number 1 and they have portfolios that are all fossil fuel free, therefore are a lot of, a lot of them are plastic free too.
0: Engine number one. Engine number one. Okay, well, let me remind folks, uh, we're listening on KVMR to a special news uh, program, and uh, our ho- our guest here is Shirley Frerex, who is uh, an activist and has done a lot of research uh, about plastics for Plastics Free July, and we really appreciate the information and the insights. If you'd like to join the conversation, we've got about six minutes left. You can call us at 530-265-9555. What what are some other good things that are happening uh, that that maybe will really help all of us make a difference?
1: Ah well, I think the the best thing is is what you can do. Exactly, <laughs> you, you yeah. the you the consumer, you know, is is a less. I mean, I, you may not be familiar with the fact that overall we need uh, the the California law now is we need to reduce the amount or divert, they say the amount of of trash going into the landfill by 75% over, I think, 1920, I forget, 2000-something or other. Anyway, that's a lot, and we're only at 40%. (laughs) So, you know, we can stop using plastic and and also— take away the problem of the methane uh, gases, that's, that's an important piece, you know. So what what you can do is is a lot uh, uh, about this, and it's very positive what, what, you, know, what you can do. Uh, a lot of it is really simple. Just refuse, you know, don't take right. another plastic bag. <laughs> well,
0: uh, my, my little story for today is I went to uh, two drugstores in town oh, yeah. <laughs> to find uh, a Proxa brush, which is a little brush that uh, usually works between the teeth, and I've got a plastic Um, uh, wand and this takes a little brush and the brushes are replacement I didn't want to replace the wand I only want to replace the brushes I couldn't find it one of the uh, drug stores I went to had nothing uh, of the brushes it had only other devices many of them all with plastic handles on them and um, so I went to a, another drugstore, and it had a spot for the Proxa brush, but they were sold out. So uh, they're probably a supply chain issue. But I'm going to stay persistent and find the brushes. Yes, I am not good. going to buy more plastic to go with them. Yay. I don't need more plastic.
1: <laughs> good for you. You know, I want to, to talk quickly about positive things. Is in California, we have these two new laws I mentioned, SB. 54, which is the extended producer responsibility to back that up. The other one is called truth in labeling. And you mentioned the three chasing arrows. What uh, Producers as of 2050, I think it's too far away, but it's a start, um, they have to prove that, the, that their product is either recyclable or fully compostable in order to sell it in California. Wow. And that means that if they can't sell it in California, uh, they, you know, they can sell it elsewhere, but they want to sell in California, with the biggest state, right? Right, ten so, percent. Ten percent of the yeah. population of right. the country
0: is in California. Right. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, there's also a federal law called the Break Break Free from Plastic Pollution, <laughs> and it's been languishing, uh, you know, for a long time. And I don't know if anything will happen, but I, that's one of my things is to keep keep the keep the pressure on that to see if we can get that moving.
0: Well, Shirley, one of the things that was really eye-opening for my wife and I, who's also named Shirley by the way, so I see Shirley. (laughs) Shirley and I, uh, we watched a film that you, you guided us to called The Story of Plastic. Uh, Very informational. Can you tell people how they can uh, view that if they choose to?
1: Good. I'm glad uh, to remember that because it is, in fact, it it says everything from the beginning of of the industry in the 50s to, oh, this is such a good thing. It's the best thing, sliced bread, blah, 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 and it goes on, and then it shows what's happened, you know, with all of the trash and so on and so forth as as we went along. And just go to NevadaCountyClimateActionNow.org, O-R-G and you'll see right on the on the home page it says something about the psoriasis plastic screening and again you can send an email to me and i will send you the link to that we can watch it through the end of this month
0: okay so the link comes from you and they contact you through say again
1: nevada county Climate Action okay
0: so, Shirley Frerichs, thank you so much for doing all the research and bringing all these uh, issues to our uh, awareness and bringing answers and possible things along with it. So it's, it's wonderful to have oh, some time. Thank, to thank you. I'm so that. glad you.
1: you were interested and wanted to do it. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.